0: Hello, listeners. This is Dr. Taylor Hartman. We hope your wonderful holiday season in terms of Christmas is over, um, just over, and it was festive and fun for everybody. Kat, how are you?
1: I'm very good. I'm very good.
0: Did you survive Christmas?
1: Oh, yes. I survived, and I I hate to say because people are going to throw up a little in their mouth. I thrived Christmas because it's so
0: fun. No, (laughs) that would be their problem, not yours. I love that you love Christmas and that you survive during it. That's like my wife, Mrs. Santa Claus. Yeah. And and I think it's great. It's interesting how some people really do embrace this season. And others are like, just get me through to January.
1: Exactly. And you're like,
0: no, I really, yeah. And I do love Christmas. I mean, I love the whole thing of getting together and doing things. And it was so, I was so impressed just recently. My, my grandson, I don't know what happened. I got a new iPhone. Mm-hmm. And in my new iPhone, his number is deleted somehow. Hmm. So he sends me this this message, and he's and so I have a number. It's a number. It's all it says, "Hey, dude, um, I really need to talk to you about you know money, finances, family, some family stuff, and and um, this your grandson. When you got a minute, when you got a minute, yeah. So I don't know who it is. So of course, I write, "Who is this? <laughs> and he says, "It's your grandson. <laughs> And I Did like, he
1: did he put an expletive in there?
0: <laughs> I mean, it's so funny because he and I are so close. He probably thinks I'm kidding him. And yeah. I, but I really didn't. I didn't know who it was because I didn't have his name on. <laughs> oh so, my gosh! I thought it was kind of cool that I mean, I love that family connection. I love this kid. He's so much fun, and he's 17, and he's just on the cusp of life and great ideas and. I've always enjoyed him so much. And so mm-hmm. the idea he would ask, I just want to kind of run some things by you, it would be a fun thing to do. And in the holidays, there's more time for that. There's more time for just sitting around and dialoguing and engaging and laughing and remembering things and that kind of stuff. So I'm actually looking forward to that conversation with him. But I also like the fact that that's what Christmas should represent. And it's, it's sad to say I've been a therapist for 50 years. It's my busiest time. And I'm getting to where I don't really want to do much of it during this holiday season. But in my younger years, I did so much to it because people, families, and they struggled. It brought out a lot of pain and a lot of discord and discomfort. And they were just happy to get away and get back on with their lives.
1: What happens with people? I mean, well, oh.
0: I, I think of a couple of people I'm talking to that they were never good enough. They never have been good enough. Oh, I, I talked to one client who was thinking of, uh, taking her life and oh. I said, and I adore her. I mean, she's so red, strong, smart. Oh my gosh. She does like her parents have her the redheaded stepchild. Mm-hmm. They have her do his homework. He doesn't go to school. He don't go to doesn't go to class in college. She does his homework, gets him oh. grades, they're A's, but she's not given the same respect. Um, so she said, I, d- I just started thinking, what's the point? Like, what am I doing here? I'm going through day to day for really no reason. There's no real outcome uh-huh. for me. And I said, well, "Why would you say that?" And you're you're using your mind. You're you're a great worker at your job that you have. What are you saying that for? And she goes, "I I guess the truth is, my mom always said I wasn't good enough, uh-huh. and and I still carry that. Even though she's smarter now and realizes that her mom got issues, right? Uh-huh. She said it still plays in my mind. Uh-huh. Said, I'm not good enough." And 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 I think about like for example this, is this other woman who's dating, she's a very sharp, very capable woman. And she gets this, um, so she's online, right? No, no. Mm-hmm. This is a friend. A friend of hers recommended this guy. And this guy, so he sends uh, uh her picture, and they um and he's very good looking, like totally handsome, six foot like seven, played major league baseball, that kind of stuff, right? And so they have great conversations on the phone. Well, <laughs> When he comes to her house to pick her up for the date, he's nothing like what his picture is. Like he's bald and he had great hair and he's not in the shape he was in in the shape. He's like a model in the picture center, right? Which Mm -hmm. was him. Yes. At 31, not at 40. And I said, isn't it funny how people don't want to own who they are? Like he wasn't good enough in his mind as he was. So he sends things of his past. And this and, and, and this guy was, obviously, it didn't work out very well. You now, what what can my trust? And he was very, very um, successful in his life, but he was living in his past, not his current. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if the listeners uh, experience some of that trauma where you don't really see yourself currently as your best self, and you don't think you're enough. You know, like, maybe your kids aren't everything you want them to be, and so you blame yourself. Like, I'm not the parent. I should have been. Or I, I just... I have the strong belief that if people live their life on those terms,
1: mm-hmm.
0: when life is over, they will have said, I didn't realize how wonderful I was. I never really accepted my goodness. Um, and yet, all, those, those of us who know them, we like them that way. We see them in their goodness. We see them in what's wonderful about them. But they, what they see is they're not good enough. And that's not the way I hope our listeners will live their life. I want them to feel good about who they are and what they've done. Mm -hmm. And how they've achieved what they become, not based on their flaws and their weaknesses, but things they've overcome, problems they've solved, forgiveness they've given and granted as they've grown older and wiser, not things they've done uh, that are maybe less than.
1: This is a parallel in my mind, but kick me back into play if it doesn't make sense. But it's, you know, I work, you know, with Edge4, which is, uh, you know, color code base for athletics. When you talk to people who, you know, was, you know, as good as it got when they were at the peak of their, their physical self and they were, you know, the, the athlete that, you know, got a lot of accolades or attention because of that. And right. it's interesting what you're talking about because when they get out of that, if it's after high school, if it's after college, if it's after a pro career, many people struggle that they don't yep. have that. And that's, I mean, to me, it's like so evident. It's like, well, yeah, because you didn't work for it. You didn't have to do, I mean, you worked for it, (laughs) you worked out, but you didn't invest in, you know, uh, if people have that issue, many times I'm finding they just haven't invested in the things that you just said, you know, dig in, what are your strengths? What are your limitations? What kind of relationships did you, you know, it's easy to have a relationship when everybody thinks when you're the cool kid on campus, right?
0: Right, right.
1: Yeah, it, it's true. Adored.
0: I also don't think people adapt. Like, in well, and life, why? That's what I was going to ask you. Why? Because they didn't do the work. You don't have any muscle. Yes. Like now, you have to adapt. But you have no skill to do that. Yes. What your skill was was whatever you were doing so well, right? But you, you didn't adapt, and that happens also with older people as they age. Mm-hmm. They start to lose their senses and their capabilities. They are very embarrassed by that happening.
1: Yes. And um, and, so,
0: and so I find that if they don't adapt. And accept that, well, maybe that's not my, my my role today. Maybe my role is different. And they shifted. That's also true, by the way, with parenting to grandparenting. Like your role shifts. Once you're no longer the parent of everybody, then you need to accept that they have their moment and how they're going to do their job. As opposed mm-hmm. to what you would have done or how you would have done it. The same is true even of like earning power. Some people are very strong at earning power and they don't adapt to that and say, well, now I don't have that same capability, but I have more time. Right? Yes. So I, oh, I don't, gosh. I don't think, I so think adapting good. is very critical. And I do think Kat, you made a good point. We have to be developing our muscles in different aspects of our life all the time. Right. Not just all of a sudden, suddenly that. Like, oh my gosh, now what am I'm going to do. For example, I think of a very good friend of mine who lost her husband and, and they were great together. And um, it, now she's alone. He's gone. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because obviously the last little while, maybe the last month, was difficult as it is often for people that are going, and they have to care for him and and clean him up and and put up with things. If you are not fun for anybody, right? Once you get over that initial release from not doing that, you then reflect on the relationship. And I've always I always loved that one movie. i Can't remember the name. Of it, where Jack Nicholson I think was sitting after his wife died in his house, and it was such a brilliant, poignant moment when he literally was so alone, everything else went on, life was on, all the visitors left the house, and he's just sitting there alone. And now he has to navigate a whole new life without his spouse. And and I think that's kind of important, right? I think we have to understand that we're always adapting. Maybe our best friend goes away and we lose them. I talked to one young man, for example, you won't believe that he has great friends, like seven of them. They've gone through all their years together. They're now yeah. in their senior year. And he is um, not as accepted. And it was very kind of brutal. He almost graduated early instead of staying there because of how hard it was for him. And so we just kind of unpacked what had happened. And it took us the second last session. And in the second session, it became very clear that he had had an experience uh, in Thailand where he had gone away for the summer and really made a difference in his spirituality. He was caring for people. He was tender. He was thoughtful. He was maturing. Yes. He came back to his friends, none of whom had done anything like that. And he didn't feel the same. Now they're sitting down in a basement watching a movie that seems stupid, not going anywhere. There's no real point to it, which would have been fine for him before before the summer. And now he's the one not being self-righteous, he just doesn't enjoy it. It just doesn't grab him the same way. That's it. Makes total sense to me once we unpack that as to what was happening. But he craved being a blue connection. Mm-hmm. That's what he craved was connecting and being with them, right? And I said, "Oh, buddy, it's not coming back. No, but you're you're the reason. It's your fault. Not there." And it was much more freeing for him when he could actually say, "I get it now. You're absolutely right." And I would not have treated. My summer in Thailand. I would never trade that. What I gained was so valuable and meaningful, but I realized that I have to now give up something that I was that I really appreciated, enjoyed all those years when I had not matured ahead of them. Isn't that interesting.
1: Oh, it's it's fascinating because I think you're bringing up so many points of, you know, wanting to belong and what you give up to belong. I mean, the yeah. kid, I mean, he walked away from belonging. He could have shut that up and not been, you know, not right. lived the truth of it.
0: Right, you're right. That's true. Which
1: so many people do to belong to something. Yeah, what I love about
0: him is he he couldn't deny it. He couldn't deny the truth. What it did. He liked himself better as a person, but he was kind of bored with the old, you know, the, the boy antics yes. the kids do. Yes, and, he, and it's and it's so normal. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but it certainly is more superficial than when you mature. Right, and uh, so he was just ahead of the game because of his experience. Right. So wow. I think we have to all look at that and say, well, okay, so so we're, we have to adapt. We have to build muscle for different experiences in our life, whether it's losing a spouse or your friendships or not belonging in the same way you always wanted to, maybe mm-hmm. even family. by the way. I've certainly seen that with people I've worked with through the years that they just evolved beyond their fa- their, their family. They're not like them anymore. And they have really had to come to terms with, it. okay. I need to stop expecting things from them that they never have been about. I chose this path. That's not their fault. It's my fault, in a good way, but I can't yeah. hold them hostage for it.
1: Well, and you make a good point when you ask about you know Christmas and and like you know how many how many clients you saw during Christmas and what happens to right. people is is that it's it's coming back into a system that is you know just doesn't take everything you just talked about into consideration and how to be.
0: Right. I'm, I'm applying
1: it to myself. How to be a parent that of, 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 of two young people, you know, two young adults who, when they walk in the door, really wanting to allow their growth, you know, to yeah. show up here without me going, what the heck? Hello? Yeah. Yes.
0: No, you know what I like about it also, Kat? I always find it interesting. And I can remember this in myself too that once you leave the home, you can never really go back it's a different relationship from then on but when you go home you almost act like you did when you were there so you almost put yourself back into a place that you don't want to be and sometimes you act out when it's not really the parents problem at all you just are like i don't like feeling under someone's thumb or i don't like feeling like i'm a child again or or whatever and so i think it's really cool when you're aware of that as a parent that when they come back they will struggle to find their place that they're and i also think sometimes we bring expectations with us. Like we yes. expect it to be, like I expected that Thanksgiving dinner that was like <laughs> magic <laughs> and it turned into a nightmare like within five minutes. So I think sometimes our expectations are what set us up. We want to be close to certain people and we've never been close to them or right. they changed or whatever, right? Or we want to belong right. and we realize we right. really don't belong. I think that's important to look at the expectations, right?
1: right? I mean, how that about we just position. do this? How about we do... You walk in the door, you spend 15 minutes, you give each other presents, and then people leave. Because, you know, the the first 15 (laughs) minutes is always beautiful.
0: (laughs) That's a great great one. (laughs) Yes. And then take your gifts and go and have a great time. No, we don't have to
1: deal with all of this.
0: <laughs> you know, it's true though. The longer you let it play out, that's when oh, it all comes
1: oh, it, to it, a head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like after day three, you're like, oh god. <laughs> that's why everybody's sure? in the car Are you and sure? goes somewhere. Are you
0: sure we're family? Are you sure? <laughs> yes, Are we blood? Yes. <laughs> oh no, I do like that. It is. I do think navigating the holidays. Can be very very difficult for people. And in all fairness, I can also understand where some people are difficult. Like they really are, and and yeah. they and maybe they avoid it that way. Yeah, and yeah. they don't see it, they don't understand it. But it still it impacts you even more so now because you're away from it. I, I laugh about this often in my own life. I didn't know how other families lived. I had no idea. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all you know is your family, right? Throughout high school, you right. might go over for dinner, but you're not living there at their right. house. It wasn't only when I got to college that I started realizing, what? You do what? Are you kidding? I didn't know
1: that. Right. Or whatever.
0: I do think that sense of change and adapting is ongoing. And I do love people who are able to always love in the change. Yeah. Even though the shifting of things have happened, they're they're just so, like I have a granddaughter that it's so fun that she always includes my wife and I. Always, hmm. she she will call. Just haven't talked to you in, a, in a, a, about three or four days. Let's say hi. What uh, what? A, and I and literally when I when she calls, I call her sunshine because she is sunshine. Oh, is always including in her life and what she's doing and how she's doing it. Instead of just saying, "Well, there was no reason to call." No, she just likes to be engaged, and I, and I love that in people when they can have that. Younger people when they do that, very impressive to me um, including other people.
1: Well, it just, it's, it, it is, you know, it is, it is a, just her naturally. Right. I mean, was she taught that?
0: No, well, no, she was taught to be a good person. Like her dad said, all I want is my kids to be good people. That's the yes. bottom line. Yes. But no, like not everybody in her family like her. No, by any means. She huh. just has that natural sense of, I want to include you in my life. And so of course you want to include her too because she likes well, There's, she, she the, there's
1: the third law. Lo- yeah. I mean, I just love it. I love that. I love that, that energy, you know, of, of what you feel like, like she comes to your mind. Not that your other grandkids don't, that's not it. Right. It's not a degree of how much you love somebody. It's like, no, no, no. Oh, she wants nope. to know this. She wants to be involved in this.
0: It's a desire. You feel yes. like that kind of desire. Right. And, and I yeah. see that also. I also, I've also seen that in older people, like with cousins and nephews and, um they like they want to know how you are and what you're doing like they care mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. they're interested in what you're doing and you know it like you sense that like they'll ask you those questions uh when you're with them and yeah. they really do want to know that. so I think it's it's kind of a, a cool trait for people to develop like a genuine sense of if you don't feel like you belong, I will make a difference I will make you feel like you do. I will want you to feel like you belong uh with me. I, I care about oh who you. Are about.
1: Yeah. You know, I love that. That if 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 everybody lived in that for a day, right? I want you to feel yeah. like you belong. What do I have to do?
0: Because so right. much hurt comes right.
1: out of 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 the other side of it, which is I don't belong. I'm not wanted. I don't have a tribe. I don't have, you know. So I mean, true. I just I just I love that so much, and, and it's you know, so lonely it is. We have a, a, a friend of McKenna's who went through some pretty tough family stuff. And for since we were the first year we lived in Oklahoma up till she's coming this year too, we have her for uh-huh. Christmas because she doesn't, you uh-huh. know, she's, they don't. But the first two years, I have to tell you, I did in my brain, I had to go, oh, well, it's going to make a difference because this person is going to be here. Uh-huh. Yeah, and 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 there was yep. a. I was a little bit out of joint about you know yep. I can't relax. Not but, just your family, thought, right? Just it's not just my family. And then I just like did uh, my mental slap because how limited is that, right? I mean, wow, geez. so cool, so right? good. But I, but what I'm telling you is it's like it, I. It took me a, the beginning of the second Christmas season. I went no 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 I I don't like the way this feels this feels crappy but wow. I could defend it all day long.
0: <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. No, you could. <laughs> And you could find other friends that would agree with you. And they're oh, so smart They did. didn't just sit in it. Yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah. But that belonging, when you said that, it's like, and she belongs here, you know, and yeah. now it's beautiful. It adds. Oh. There's no, See, it doesn't I, I love distract. That.
0: No, it doesn't only add, but that's because you allowed it to. And I do think that, you know, I, I really do feel I've never been without, right? I've always had a tribe and have my own tribe. And yes, there are people who don't. I really do feel for them. Like it's a lonely feeling. Like they yep. have parents that are narcissists. They have, they have people that are in prison. They have people that have disowned them. I mean, there's so many people. Yes. That when you can bring them into your world because they don't have that innate built-in tribe. Yep. It's a beautiful gift to share and to give. And it does take, you're absolutely right. Kat, getting over yourself to do that. Like, don't make yeah. it about you. It's about them. And then of course you are blessed for it. Like it enhances who you are as well. It's yeah, so, I'm trying to get so over fun. the
1: embarrassment. it took me a year to get over it. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, what's Isn't funny that embarrassing?
0: About <laughs> that? No, no, no. It's not embarrassing. What's embarrassing is the person that lives their whole life and never gets it. That's not embarrassing. You took a year. In fact, you know, I'm glad you said that because I had a friend that recently said she got scammed and she's done such a good job. She protected people, her mom, her sister, mm-hmm. from getting scammed. She was so good about doing that and then she got scammed. And I said to her, oh, that is mortifying. She goes, thank you. Everyone's trying to be so nice and trying to make me feel better and trying to help me recover. She goes, I'll be fine financially. I'm just mortified. I am so ashamed (laughs) that I got (laughs) scammed. And I thought, isn't that just so true? I mean, who isn't that way? Like, who doesn't feel stupid? (laughs) And instead of her like denying that, she said, thank you for validating I feel so ashamed. You know. <laughs> and, well, you and like funny. Well, <laughs> well, most of us have that same reaction. We would be ashamed too. No question about that, right? Yeah. But like but, I pointed yeah. out, you know, they're awfully good. They're really good. And the fact that you were so trusting, that's, that's also who you are. But I get that you're ashamed. I'd be mortified too. So if we're in this oh. together. <laughs> we're in this together. Yeah, well, for I, sure. I do hope our listeners have had a wonderful, like, Christmas time, holiday yeah. season. I hope, like you said, if it lasted more than 15 minutes, somehow you got through it and <laughs> you survived. We, mm-hmm. we are starting, the, our next one is the new year and we're going to be talking about, so what does it take to do a life? What does it take to make, actually make life work as opposed to not work? Um, I've been thinking a lot about that because I've been talking to clients who said, I have a child who can't figure out, they can't do life. They don't have, like already sensitive people. They weren't built sensitive enough. They're too, too sensitive, I'm sorry. I had um, Joanne Woodward, Woodard, Woodward's comment about Paul Newman's son who died, son Scott that died. And she was saying, he um, was probably just too, either either she said it or the Scott's mother said it. Um, he was born too sensitive for to this world. Mm. And I have worked with clients that have truly been so sensitive, they couldn't navigate life. It just was more than they could bear. So we'll talk about what it takes to make life work here. So for our listeners, thank you for an incredible year. It's been one fun adventure with you, Kat. You too, Taylor. 2022. So happy new year. It's coming up and um, we'll talk to you all next week.
1: Thanks, Taylor. Happy new year.
0: Thank you. Love you. Bye -bye. Bye.
1: Love you. Hey, Color Code family, it's Kathy Larson. I want you to take down a number. I want you to put this in your contact list under the people code. The number is 385-526-2350. Again, 385-526-2350. Text the word VIP to that number and you'll get back from us a request for your name and your email. That way we'll be in touch with you on anything that's happening at the People Code, any offerings, exciting things that are coming up, and you can let us know what your needs are by texting us at that number. Look forward to staying connected even more. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.